Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Your ears are not deceiving you. This is not uh, an old episode, but uh, this is that Disney Parts podcast, uh, and I'm Nick, and uh, I'm joined, as always, by a spectacular bunch of people, and we'll reel those off who's here. We're starting with uh, the man who's behind the decks tonight recording this for me, Mr. P-Dubs. Hello. Hello there, even. Hello there. Um, we are also joined by Mr. D. Hello there. How we doing? Would a, would a podcast be a podcast without Mr. D? <laughs> yes, is the answer, because it you're would, not on yeah. every episode. But, you know, no. you still greatly miss when you're not here. Um, and also, I'm delighted to welcome back to the fold, Kate. Hello. All you not- haters out there, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> There's only that two. I wouldn't worry. Nah, I, yeah. I still, no. I still think, I still think you're more popular than Ryan. Well, it's not hard. At least I it's, show up. Well, that's it exactly. Um, so welcome back. And uh, you, yeah, uh, to, if if you missed me while I was away, uh, sorry, I'm back. And if and I apologise as well because that's well, you, the reason why you missed him. Why? <laughs> what did you do? I hosted. That's what I did. Yeah, but you hosted you hosted very well. Like uh, I enjoyed uh, listening to, you. and I mean the thing is, I don't. I obviously don't. I'm not an egomaniac. I don't often listen back to episodes we record, but I, I obviously had to if I'm not there. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what's going on and and what awful things Craig was saying about me. Um, and no, you did a grand job, and and thank you very much for uh, steering the ship. Uh, in my absence, not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, it might be a problem, but <laughs> not going to talk about the uh, the problems that I've experienced tonight. So let's just crack on. Um, so this isn't supposed to be a long episode. We'll see how we go, but that is definitely not the aim of what we're doing tonight. Um, but we're going to do a bit of news in the parks. We're going to do a bit of news outside the parks. The usual kind of thing, but just try and condense it down a little bit. Um, but we can't really start the show without talking about what everybody's drinking. That that would be rude, right? Mm. Yeah. So, Mister D, as you're always uh, exciting to hear, what are you drinking? Well, I've got a change for you then, because I'm not exciting tonight. I have a lovely can of uh, caffeine-free diet coke. Oh, all our, all our um, brown fizzy beverages are available. Not many, uh, not many caffeine-free ones, though. No. No, you, there? Can, you, you can get a few, but they're not that easy to find. That's what Pepsi. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think I've only ever seen diet Pepsi caffeine free. I'm you, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah, just diet one. I think. Yeah. Here you go. 
I, I actually did have an exciting drink, but I drank it before we came on. I mean, when I say that, it was, it's not that exciting. It was just something a little bit new. But um, I found in Tesco, and of course, other supermarkets are available, um, this new range of soda drinks called Pop Soda, which I think is stands for Profit Over Peace. No, Peace Over Profits. That's it. It's supposed to be a good cool, thing. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it's they do, I think, three flavours. I think there's like a grapefruit and a lemon. And I got a, a black cherry, which was actually cherry and dark chocolate for some reason. Um, we can only buy them in, in like six can boxes. Uh, but they're just, you know, just regular, um, you know, soft drinks or whatever. But they were quite nice. However, what I did discover when I read the small print, they're actually made by Brewdog. It's Planet Over Profit. Planet Over Profit. There you go. It's close. Grapefruit, dark cherry, cola, and lemon. Oh, that a cola. I didn't see the cola. Okay. Um, but but it was uh yeah, it was it was uh it was pretty good actually. I was I was surprised. Like sometimes with um cherry drinks, they can be a little bit um have a funny taste, but no, this this one was pretty good. So uh yeah, there's there's a recommendation, but now I've just got regular cherry proxy mats because cherry is my life. Um I also, I also love how you said other supermarkets available. It's exclusively available in Tesco. Uh-uh, but other supermarkets are available, not other places well, yes. you can purchase this are available. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, okay, that does make sense because it is literally the only supermarket I've seen it being sold in. So you can only that... buy in Tesco or straight from Brewdog. They're the only options. Oh, well, I shouldn't really give money to Brewdog, but here we are. P-Dubs, um, <laughs> what are you drinking? Um... Well, I was just drinking water, but due to your technical difficulties, I'm now drinkless. I've drunk it while I was waiting. Oh, okay. I thought you was like, I spilled it over the PC or something. Okay, no. That's, that's no. fine. That's fine. Okay. Well, I'm sorry about that. You can go and get a drink in the, in the next segment, I'm sure. All right. Um, and, and Kate, what are you drinking? What are you nursing? Uh, just just water. Just water. It's a very sensible right. show. This is what happens when Craig's not here. Full of sensible yeah. people. Um, right, in that case, uh, without further ado, let's go and have a look at what's going on inside the parks. So, I, I, I actually can't access any of my notes because I can't get on the internet, so I'm screwed. So I'm relying on, on the reliable uh, co-host that I've got to, to steer the ship. And P-Dubs, I'm going to come to you first because, you know, you did take charge in my absence uh, I feel it's only right to start with you. So what did you want to bring to the table? Uh, so, yep, we're heading to Animal Kingdom for my bit of news. So the Harambe Theatre has been hosting um, the celebration of Festival of the Lion King. Um, but from the 5th of July to the 15th of July, there will be no show at all. But on the 16th of July, the full Festival of the Lion King returns to the Harambe Theatre. Um, oh. Yep. Humble so, monkeys and all. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I, I remember the, the monkeys weren't there. What else mm-hmm. was missing? Not quite uh, sure. Didn't they have, well, I think because of COVID, I think they cut down some of the, the kind of interactions, I believe. So ah, okay. you know, they used to come like forwards. Um, yeah. They had the singers would come pretty close to the audience and things like that. I think they made some some changes there i'm not quite sure what else it was a shortened show wasn't it uh, yeah slightly abbreviated 
Yeah. But that's good. It's coming back and getting back to normal. That's, that's good. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's got times listed already for its first day back. It's going to be showing eight times a day on oh. its return. That's two hands. <laughs> yeah. I was actually, ca- I, I've, only, I've got a list of times, not how many times it was. <laughs> so it's like 12 on, times a day. The socks would have been coming off there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're um, one every hour from 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. I actually have an advantage there because I'm currently wearing one sock. <laughs> I, um, I, I do this, I do this fairly often without any reason at all it just gets pointed out or a sock later gets found and it's like why is this sock abandoned where your other socks aren't it's because it came off it i, I just do it it doesn't slide they don't slide off i do physically take them off but i can't i can't explain why it just it just makes me feel anxious you know there's a lack of symmetry there socks are pairs you know what i mean you've got to keep them together you've got to think about the happiness of the socks you know you're, you're yeah. separating them. You know, yeah. I always get really annoyed when one's got a hole in and one hasn't. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Absolute worst. But all you all you gotta do though is just always buy the same socks. So then you can just throw the one with a hole away, right? And then eventually you'll get another one with a hole, but then you've got a pair again. Yep. I, genius. I, I, I'm gonna confess to something horrible now. During lockdown, this is about the pair of socks though that I'm wearing. It's that it's it, it, it's relevant. Um, the pair of socks I'm wearing now, or the one, um, cost me like I think twelve pound for one pair of socks. Yeah, I kind of went a bit crazy at the start of lockdown, um, and I was just a bit discombobulated. And I uh, saw this deal on a website um, for socks, and if you spent so much money, you got so much off. So I ended up spending about sixty pound on socks, but I only got about five pairs of socks. Like I realize, I realize, you know, after I after the event, how stupid this was. I mean, they're nice socks, but they're not that nice. Who would have predicted this podcast would have gone in this direction? Yeah, uh, it's all right. If, this... if that if that was your vice in lockdown, King to this. <laughs> if that was your vice in um, in lockdown, I wouldn't worry. I spent about yeah. fifteen hundred pound on basketball jerseys since lockdown. Uh, so. Well. Well, there you go. <laughs> I won't worry about sixty quid on socks. Well, that's that's why me and P Dubs aren't going to Disney World this year. <laughs> um, but that's good. That's good about the Lion King. Um, as you said, it's it's a uh, you know another sign of the parts kind of going back to a sense of more regularity, more normality um, than we've obviously had because of uh, you know the pandemic. Um, so there can't be much left, right? I'm guessing probably just a few restaurants left to open or something. There can't be yeah, that much the, left hanging over. Yeah. The return of Nemo. Phantasmic well, uh, uh, hasn't started up yet, has no. it? No. No, it's just started at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There was a punch up, wasn't there? Yeah. An opening night, but uh, yeah, hasn't opened up yet in, uh, in Walt Disney World yet. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's not, not that much left to go. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Um, Mr. D, what do you have? Okay, so everybody knows that Guardians of the Galaxy now is, is officially opened. Um, and 
it's being managed by Bowdoin Groups, which I think we've talked about before. And the we're now able to see the price for the individual traction selection, which was $17 right now. I think it's $14 to $17 is the range. Um, but the only reason why I brought this up is it became obvious this week that if if you are not a hotel guest, then you can pretty much forget it in the morning in terms of getting a boarding group. Um, wow. Because obviously hotel guests have got access from seven, whereas non-Disney uh, World hotel guests don't get access to, to that until the park opens and uh, the boarding groups were long gone. Um, I mean, minutes basically. So, I'm sure I'm sure things will calm down as 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 things progress. But I think at busy times, I think this is going to be the way of it. Really, if you're not staying on site, you're gonna you're gonna struggle to get access to some of these things. And um, yeah, I think there's still a lot of work. Disney, I think I think Disney have created a bit of a problem for themselves around. Genie Plus and individual attraction selections in terms of some of the some of the rates, but that's kind of how it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, just interesting to see how fast this stuff was going. I mean, we were just talking today. Well, we weren't talking, Craig was, but uh, about uh, a holiday for next year, mm -hmm. and I didn't I didn't reply back because I was I didn't see his reply until later on, but. To me, the price of the holiday he was looking at, whilst not, I suppose, overly excessive uh, in, mm. in the marketplace today, mm. it, what what stood out for me though is the fact that that is now still without a dining plan or anything. So immediately you've got to add on, you know, and knowing knowing how Craig eats, uh, a good four or five grand on top uh, for your two week trip. Um, but but do you know what I mean? Like, th there's less and less reasons, as we said before, for staying on site. Unfortunately, well, like this kind of skewed yeah. out. Yeah, this is this is m more of a reason to stay on site. I think you know. So, oh no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, whether whether it's deliberate or not, though, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it is deliberate because uh. I think it's just a consequence of the lack of capacity that. Disney has got on some of these attractions, um, you know, the the reliability issues on Rise of the Resistance is having an impact on that, and, and the popularity as well. But um, I mean, it, it, it doesn't mean that people can't can't ride Guardians of the Galaxy or Rise of the Resistance, but it means that they're gonna struggle to get access to these paid priority options so it'll be it'll be standby line yeah in, and, in and, many and, and only one of us here has, has had to deal with that so far mm -hmm. so Kay what do you make of it of what sorry uh, of the of the fact that with these with these changes kind of coming in for attractions like guardians your chances of getting a a reservation at least early doors are almost non-existent if you're not staying on site. Yeah, just the whole the whole reservation things, and also to do with Genie Plus, the whole thing is just wildly stressful. It's just on. It's just such unneeded stress to add to a Disney holiday. And like, 
yeah, I think if I was, I think it's like something that you'd have to prepare yourself that if you were staying offside at the moment, that you would have to mentally prepare yourself for, I'm not getting on this ride. So let's just move on and let's just get on with our lives kind of thing. Um, but like, it's, it's crap. Like you paid all this money, regardless of where you come from. It's not cheap to go to Disney World, even if you're a pass holder. And to like be physically blocked out on one of the rides because Disney can't be bothered to handle a a queuing system it's just a bit of a pain in the ass really yeah I think the um, problem is that they just don't they don't want to they don't want to take on the burden of figuring out a queuing system and the fact that they've also taken two to three years to build one attraction for the past however many years they're it's just it's just they've done it to themselves they're just done to themselves. Well, I was just looking at something else actually, which is, I suppose, kind of related. Um, but that's the fact that um, the park is out of reservations for July Fourth. Well, yeah, but I mean that that was always going to be the case, and I mean, the, it, oh, it, even before reservations, the parks would hit capacities on days like July, July the Fourth, or. Christmas or New Year or Easter or whatever, but um, but, but I guess the, the thing is because you you have to do you still have to book a reservation if you're staying on site? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we don't it's not, know. It's not like it's not like Disneyland Paris. No, so it's so it's so I guess what I was saying there, Mister D, is there there could could potentially be people that are staying on site that haven't booked a reservation oh, and yeah. aren't going to get in that. Day. Oh. 100 percent 100 i actually left the i was on like a facebook uh, disney world facebook group and i left it there like a month ago because every second post was i'm just here and i didn't realize i had to make reservations what do i do cry 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 and everyone was like go to universal go to lego go anywhere else you're not going to disney bye Like that's all the that's all those posts were, and I just like there was there was nothing interesting being said anymore. That whole advice post was people who didn't know they had to book reservations. Yeah, I mean there'll, there'll still be people like that. In in the old days, it was people who, you know, you see them on Main Street with a map, trying to figure out right where's this thing called <laughs> yeah. Space Mountain or whatever. This is it's those people, you know. It's just that yeah. it's just that, you know, and it, it, because. Disney has become so popular all year round. The demand is there. Remember, it's all about demand. I mean, we can yeah. moan about it and all of that, but it's because people are gone and, and partly exacerbated by the fact that maybe Disney hasn't invested in capacity and, and has invested in rides that have got reliability issues. Um, that's that's exacerbated things, but but yeah, I mean... Disney World is a, a holiday that you've got to research and plan if if you want to get the best out of it, you know. And, and that's think, all. That's always been the case. It, it has. You're right. You're right. But it was, I guess, it was easy. I mean, I don't want to turn this into a, a Genie Plus episode, although I think we should have a, an episode just on Genie Plus. Uh, but you know, it, I was thinking about it. You know, in, in the old days, if people. If people weren't staying on site, for example, right, with the old Fast Pass Plus system, you could put your Fast Passes at 180 days if you were if you were on site, and if you were off site, I think it was 90 days. No, um, it was six. Was it 60? 60. 60 sorry, 
Yeah, I think it was 60. I'm sure we did it at 60. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were, you know, if you were in the know and you were on site, you could, you could book all your fast passes. And if you, if you knew the 10 day rule thing as well, about 10 days from your check-in date, then, you know, you could book your fast passes for the first 10 days of your stay and you could be well ahead of the game. We never had any problems getting any fast passes for anything. Didn't matter what it was. Um, and then obviously if you're off site, then you're picking up what's left. And you can still get it's 60 days, you could still get some decent things. But it didn't matter so much because it was free. Right? Yeah. Right? It was it was free. So it, it didn't kind of matter. If you got if you got some of the secondary attractions, at least you knew that you were getting three things that you wouldn't really have to queue up for, which meant then that even though you'd missed out on maybe some of the big things, you you therefore had, psychologically, you had more time to, to just wait in the standby queue for those things. So you could wait in the standby queue for Space Mountain, but then you might wait an hour, but then you could walk off that and you could go and ride, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh or you know Buzz Lightyear or something like that with, with one of your lesser fast passes. That's fine if you're getting it for free, but now the dynamic has completely changed. So now you're paying the same money for Genie Plus as an on-site guest, but you're getting the leavings, and yeah. that's leaving a bad taste in people's mouth. And you know, and and there's some other things wrong with it as well. But not meaning to get too deep in it. But anyway, the news item was. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy has shown that for those boarding group ones, if you're not on site, you're you're going to struggle. I mean, no tangents allowed. No tangents Yeah, I was allowed. like, I could say a whole thing about that, but it's okay. We'll leave it. It's fine. <laughs> no, to be to be to be fair, we were going like originally we had discussed this episode being uh, about Genie Plus. And the only reason we didn't in the end was because we weren't sure whether you was going to make it, Mister D. So, yeah. um, I think I think the next episode we will. Do yeah, that. And, do also, yeah. and also, and uh, also, Steve, I know you're listening. Um, did you get to go on it? And if so, do you want to come and talk about it? We'll mm, just interject yeah. the, uh, the the Genie Plus episode with your contribution yeah. if you want. And you can talk to us about Genie Plus as well. Why not come on as a guest? Um, right. right. Um, I've got my I've got my computer back working now. I'm not even going to embarrass. I'm not even going to embarrass myself by telling you what was wrong with it. But there you go. Um, Kate, what did you have to talk about? Oh no, Nick, you silly Billy. Um, I just a uh, quick little bit of DLP news, as I'm sure we all know, the Avengers campus is opening July 20th uh, after many, many months of waiting, they eventually gave a date. Uh, but uh, the cast members of DLP uh, very recently, uh, the article went up today actually, that they got to see, they say a first look at Avengers Campus, but it's not. It's just the products and the merch and like that kind of stuff. Um, but it looks it looks pretty cool from from the from everything I've seen so far of like over the fence pictures and everything like that. It does look like they have put the same amount of work into Avengers Campus DLP as they did in California. Um, and the cast feedback from people, some people I follow on Instagram and stuff, is that they're very excited for the land to open and that this little products and experience thing that they did for the cast members was like massive hype and they were all very happy with it so just a bit of positive news from the Owls Avengers campus and DLP yeah I um there, there's a video on I think it's on the Dis- Disneyland Paris uh official YouTube 
channel um and i had i'm not sure if it's the same thing but i had like a panel and there were loads of cast members mm. there in the audience um where they did yeah. a big presentation on the big screen i think it was in the um the cine magique theater um which housed a, a marvel show uh anyway um but yeah it was a lot of uh there was a little bit of video but it was mainly photos stills artist impressions uh for the land itself and then it was um you know food items and merch and and all this kind of stuff and we saw uh through that we saw some of the food offerings that we're going to get at pim's test kitchen um, yeah, and for once, the translation of food from America to France has been upped. The food looks fantastic. It, it does, but um, I believe it's a buffet now rather than uh, a, a kind of counter service restaurant, which is, uh, I know uh, I love buffets the French, out there. You can't expect yeah. everything, Nick. You can't expect I know, everything. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But the, uh, the, the Iron Man actually was quite funny. I, I, I was watching a bit of this video. Uh, the other day as my wife was going to bed and um she said oh what what what's that uh because they're showing the, the building uh the outside of the new um mm-hmm. iron man uh coaster and uh i said oh that's what rock and roller coaster was and she said oh they closed that down i was like like how you live with me how do you how do you not know this <laughs> I talked about it at the time um but yeah it does look very good and i'm guessing p dubs um the next discover dlp will be running that down i would assume so well, yeah disney that disneyland paris podcast as i should have remembered yep. like, i've been out i've been out for a few weeks um but yeah we will talk about that in a bit more uh detail um and just the the last bit i mean it's it's kind of news i suppose um but there was uh, some comments made today as we record this episode um, from Anika Noni Rose who is um, the voice actress of Princess Tiana um, about the Splash Mountain re-theme coming to both uh, American parks and she is telling people it's opening in 2024 which Mm -hmm. Disney have as of recording refused to confirm unsurprising they haven't confirmed the exact date, but they've said they've said there'll be more information in July, haven't they? Well, yeah, because it will. Oh, hang on, no, D twenty three September, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, is it September or is it August? Sure. September. September, is it? Yeah. Ah, yes. We'll talk about why it's September in a little bit, actually, uh, in the next segment. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting that they're going to put some information out in July if D twenty three is on the horizon. But hey you know whatever um it'll be good just to because i mean it, it it feels like it's about two years since they announced it that's because it is yeah, well, yeah there you go <laughs> so um yeah so in fact it's possibly three wasn't it wasn't it almost i mean it wasn't you know but wasn't it almost a little bit in retaliation to the black lives matter movement yeah it was not around that time which is why people thought it was june, a bit of a... june 2020 is when they announced it oh, so it is two years yeah almost <clears throat> almost to the day okay yeah yeah so we will we will see we will see what happens with that but at least at least there is some further movement on it i i guess so 
Uh, by all accounts, I've seen a few people recently say it's really rough at the moment. So they're obviously not going to refurb it if they're going to do a, a full refurbishment and conversion. But um, yeah, just, just be careful if you go on the ride. And with that, and with that tease, uh, let's go and have a look at what's going on outside the parks. So off on the back of that, um, and I'm only going to start because it literally flows in from what we were just talking about. Um, Disney Plus Day has moved. It, it, this is, I find this so strange because Disney Plus Day was the 12th of November, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's because that's the day the service first launched in America and the few countries it actually launched on that day. Almost as if that's why they would call it Disney Plus Day. As in, yeah. like, a, a birthday, if you will. Yeah, that, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, obviously, uh, the service launched in uh, November 12, 2019, in America. Um, and then for 20 and 21, we had Disney Plus days where they would, um, if you went to certain parts, got a free badge. Uh, and if you was at home, you got to see some new content. So, uh, I think last year, didn't we get, like, Shang-Chi... Uh, Jungle Cruise and <laughs> Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, as well as some other bits, like that weird episode of The Simpsons that you were, you guys were talking about oh, the other week. Oh, yeah. 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 Very strange short. Um, but anyway, so it was the 12th of November. They've decided this year Disney Plus Day is going to be the 8th of September because it will tie in with D23. And I that's like me turning around to you, P dubs, and saying, you know what? I know my birthday's in July, but you know, it's too hot in July. I'm gonna move it to September. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, even the Queen hasn't done that. I know she's got two birthdays, so she's like an alien anyway, but I mean she doesn't change the dates of her birthday either for the same days and dates every year. Um so I just I, I find it utterly bizarre that they're doing this. Um, the only thing we know so far um, that's going to be coming out on Disney Plus Day is the uh, Robert Zemeckis uh, reimagining of Pinocchio. I literally couldn't give less of a shit. Like I just don't care. <laughs> but I've seen the trailer. I, I hadn't got to that stage sure. yet, but yeah, it's. Um, I mean, they're obviously holding back the reveal of Pinocchio I'm assuming except for the poster well yes but, but, ah, but the poster's <laughs> a static image right that's that's the thing I think either the effects haven't been finished on Pinocchio yet uh, why does why does that sound familiar well I know I'm just saying it is, it is Disney we're talking about um, <laughs> or they want it to be a, a big surprise when you see him talk I don't know um, I mean look I I'm sure we're all concerned. Does he have sonic teeth? That's that's what we really want to find out, right? Because that's what we know whether it's going to be a horror film like that Winnie the Pooh thing they're making, or it's going to be gas. Yeah, we 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 might come to that later on. Um, but I'm I'm with you today. I saw the trailer the other day. Um, I thought Jiminy Cricket looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think. The problem is because it, you know, it starts off saying, you know, from the legendary director Robert Zemeckis, which is absolutely true. 
However, if you look at what he's done over the last 10, 15 years, it's not exactly to the same high standards of, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Back to the Future. He's not been entirely prolific either, has he? No, no. I mean, I I didn't watch... So I think the last thing he did was The Witches, the Roald Dahl book. He the newest one. Yeah. That I wasn't think- good either. No, that's that's what I mean. So I didn't I didn't watch it. I watched the original uh, film version of The Witches when I was a kid, and my daughter had just read the book when the film was coming out. Great, and keep her to the book. She doesn't need to watch the film. Well, no, she did. She did watch the film, but she oh. didn't, really didn't like it. Really no. didn't like it. And I mean, this is this is a kid who you know <laughs> sat through and enjoyed the Playmobil movie, which was absolute tosh. So she's got very low standards, and she didn't like it. So you know that that tells you a lot. I think, um, but yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. I mean, look. I suppose the good news is it's going to be there free, but then so was Home Sweet Home Alone, and that was the gift no one wanted, as, as it turned out. Um, so yeah, jury's jury's definitely out for me on it. I think it looks okay, but I, I'm, ex- I think okay is is what I'm going to expect from this or hope from this film. Um, anything more will be a bonus, but yeah, my expectations are pretty low. Uh, I, I won't lie. I'm just really interested to see if they turn kids into donkeys again. Oh, and a smoke. Well, I won't be smoking cigars. Yeah, and like, because that, like, honest to god, like half that movie is terrifying. It's traumatizing. Like, why they've decided to remake it? Like, it's a, it's a full, it's a movie full of childhood trauma. So, like, why they've decided to remake it in higher quality quote unquote like it just boggles my mind like you you really just don't want to pay people for new ideas <laughs> well and also as well like how many different versions of pinocchio have there been oh, there yeah. seems to be yeah. one every couple of years isn't, yeah. isn't there another two coming out this year as well have you guys seen that one where it's like father when can i go home and see who i am have you guys seen that one now no oh <laughs> So <laughs> I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I heard Paulie Shaw's making one, God. which is a very strange. Uh, I don't know if he's playing a Pinocchio, but even whatever role he's got, it's weird. Paulie yeah. Shaw, Shaw should not be anywhere near this franchise. Um, Going yeah. to uh, Toro's got one as well, hasn't I? Right? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Like, what, what, why? It's like when they. Um, it's like Cinderella. No well, one will. No one will leave Cinderella alone. No, the Jungle Book. You know, when um, when the live action, mm-hmm. when John Favreau's Jungle Book came out, they did Mowgli, didn't they, on uh, on Netflix? So, right. oh man, I just yeah, this is this is why the public domain isn't always a good thing because <laughs> we get we get we end up with this too many more than one Pinocchio film is enough Pinocchio films in my opinion. Full stop. Okay. Um, We've had about five Snow Whites as well, haven't we, in recent years? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's not even before we talk about the ones where she kicks ass. Yeah. With crossbows and stuff, because that's hardcore. Um, P-dubs. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Um, Well, I suppose we better talk about carrying on from things being moved to certain dates for certain events, uh, with Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out last Friday rather than a Wednesday. Um, (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi's premiere is the biggest premiere Disney Plus have had. Um, we don't know any figures. Um, we just know that it's their biggest premiere ever. Um, 
beating out all the Marvel shows that have come and the previous Star Wars shows that we've had. I won't lie, I'm a little bit dumbfounded by that. Same, because I didn't want to watch it, but then I watched it and I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, like, I'm not I'm not having a go at the quality of it at all. No, I'm no, not... but it's like, I went, I went into it being like, oh, we'll watch it because it's there, but I didn't like want to watch it. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't overly pushed on watching it, but I did, and it's fantastic. I was excited. I Sorry, Steve. Go ahead, Nick. No, I was just going to say, I was excited. What excited me about hearing you doing it was knowing that it meant that Ewan McGregor got a second bite of the apple at playing Obi-Wan and hopefully in, a, in under better circumstances than the last time. Um, but other than that, I, I wasn't too fussed. But what about you, Mr. D? Yeah, I, I can see why it is so popular because it is like classic Star Wars characters, isn't it? Um, more so than any of the other ones, really. I mean, um, you know, you, you, you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi, you've got Princess Leia, you know, you've got um, Darth Vader. I mean, it, it doesn't get... You've even got little bits of Luke Skywalker as a kid and... Um, C3, C3PO and R2-D2 so it's kind of mainstream you know kind of orig- original trilogy connected characters so I think from that point of view it was always going to be of interest um, to lots of people uh, but I, I, I'm enjoying it so far I mean I think it's I think it's actually really good um, I've seen a few comments about people who don't think it's so good but I don't I don't get it really I think it is good I'm enjoying I, it I, I saw, I mean, I w- I'm not even going to name the website, mm-hmm. um, but I saw an article headline on a website earlier that mm-hmm. said that uh, it's uh, worse for fans than uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Which, yeah, which I mean, I I'm, I'm an apologist for that film anyway. Not that I feel yeah. that I should have to be. Um, but I was just like, what? what? It's just, I, I wouldn't even click on it because it is proper clickbait headlines. Yeah. Um, I've not seen that. Everyone that I've seen that I follow on Facebook, Twitter, or anything like that's talking about Obi Wan, it's really, really positive. I'm only on, I've only seen the first two. We haven't got around to seeing the third one yet. And the reason why, another reason why I'm surprised, P Dubs, as well, is because, and the reason I haven't watched episode three yet, is because Stranger Things came out the same day. Yeah. Um, and I mean, everyone I know is also talking about Stranger Things. So, I thought, number one, because of the competition, that might also, you know, skew figures a little bit. Um, but the fact that it's it's been the biggest launch show, I, I'm, I am generally surprised about. And what I also find weird is how quickly Disney have come out and said that. Yeah. Like it was like, a week, less than a week. Well, less it was than less a than a week. Yeah, yeah of course it's less than a week. Yeah, it'll be a week tomorrow. How are yeah. they... How are they and this is a kind of rhetorical question, but you gotta you gotta also wonder, you know, how are they measuring that claim? Is it what is it? I believe on? it's a certain amount of watches and a certain amount of hours from so, launch. So one question would be, you know, how how have they rolled out Disney Plus? Is it is it an apples for apples comparison? Because you know, if they're continuing to roll out across the globe, then they're adding subscribers um are they you know 
it's, so I'm, I'm sure it is a big show. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt directionally it, it's a big show, but I also right. think that you know, that I know what you're, that, you know, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, want the first to know if the, maths, series, if the maths has been taken into account and it's been put onto a curve with percentages and medians and all that sort of shit. Yeah, is it is it is it truly the biggest? I mean, I don't know how much it matters really, to be honest, but. You know, the first series of The Mandalorian, they might have had a base of, you know, I'll make up a number, 50 million subscribers. Now they might have a base of 100 million subscribers. So it's easier for it to be bigger than the first series of The Mandalorian from that point of view, if if they've grown their subscriber base. It just depends how they're measuring it, I guess. Um, well, this is, this is exactly it, because when Mandalorian launched... You know, there was only a few countries that had Disney Plus. You know, yeah. we we got it um, March of of twenty twenty, um, and the Mandalorian was still being shown weekly. I'd watched it by then. Yeah. Thanks VPN. Um, do you know, I had a Disney Plus account. I just couldn't use it in the UK. Um, but do, do you know what I mean? Like it, it was. You're right in that. You know, we are now almost three years into the life of of Disney Plus, and you know, every six months or so, there's been another wave of countries that have then had access to it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it compares in general. Um, and I mean, the the one thing that's always shady with this stuff, just in general, because Netflix do this as well, they never give out that information. They never give out any viewing figures or anything because I don't have to but it'd be interesting to see mm-hmm. you know but yeah so yeah I think it's good I, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing episode 4 Um, how because there was a few reveals weren't there of, of upcoming Star Wars shows mm. Um, so I was actually surprised that Andor is, is coming out so soon yeah I'm um... I'm looking forward to that one as well. I thought that trailer looked good. Didn't I like the character. Though. No, I like the character, but yeah, as you say, he's he's not in it a lot. Mm. He's in it twice because even my wife was going to me, "Who is he again?" Yeah. I think she's only seen like Rogue One, maybe once, maybe twice. Um, but you know, quite a few years ago now, and um, I showed her a picture of who he was, and of course, what you forget as well is how much he actually looks like uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this is not the Mandalorian. This is a completely different character and a different actor. Um, but yeah, it, it, the trailer had a surprising lack of Andor considering he's mm-hmm. it's about him. But I'm with you, P-Dubs. I thought he was a, a great character and he was actually um, the main character in the um, the Void um, Star Wars uh, VR experience that they did so uh that was that was great that he was uh he was in that so yeah so that was actually the star wars show that I was excited for the most but um i thought we was going to be quite away from that but uh august yeah so not long to wait at yeah, all no no not at all um and we got a date for mando season three didn't we yeah so that's well we didn't get a date but we got a, a month didn't we yeah february next year yeah, interesting. But uh, and we got confirmation on the Jude Law led Star Wars series as well. Mm. What was that one called? Skeleton Crew. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay. But it's, I like Jude Law, so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm glad he's been brought into the Star Wars world. He's one of those actors, isn't he, that you think, has he not been in Star Wars already? No. <laughs> kind of, no, I know, I know he hasn't. Felt, but, it does feel like that. But he seems to have, he's got to the, what's the, not that I suppose he is getting towards the twilight of his career now. Mm, he's in mm. his 50s. And all of a sudden he's decided, right, that's it. I'm just going to do a load of big budget franchise movies for the rest yeah. of my career. Oh, and yeah, make my money. 50s, Paul, you've, you've matured like a fine wine. Yeah. 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 Mr. Dean knows. He's just hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Not just, but I've hit it. <laughs> wow. Um, Kate, anything you wanted to uh, talk about? No, you guys got it on the bag. I want to talk about Stranger Things, but apparently I'm not allowed, even though it's outside the spoke of the parks, technically. Well, yeah, well, it's uh, outside uh, the parks and outside the remit. No spoilers, please. Yeah. Oh, we're, still, we're, we're actually going through the previous series, catching up again. Oh, Jesus. Mr. D, Mr. D. I'm really just... enjoying it. If you just watch uh, episode one of season four, there's a, there's a lovely four minute recap at the start. Yeah, no, no, it's no, great. No, you literally you remember everything immediately. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're enjoying it. No, it's 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 good. We'll have to do a uni just for that one. Um, so some other Disney Plus shows that we got announcements for and are coming out as well. So we've got uh, as we speak a week. Six days actually for Miss Marvel. Yep. Which is I'm been... excited for Miss Marvel. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I just really hope it's good. I hope they haven't fecked her up, to be honest. I hope she gets what she deserves. I, I know I know that there have been some complaints about that that have changed her powers a little bit, but I think I think uh, sometimes you I think have a to... Moon Knight. Moon Knight probably flew. He's not supposed to fly. <laughs> I turned to Ed and I was like, well, "How can he fly?" And Ed went, "He can't." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, he can. We saw. Well, yeah, he it, can. But, I know you mean. but like, he's like, he's not supposed to. And I was like, "Well, it's obviously nicer if he just does." <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's I, 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 sometimes aesthetically, you have to. The way I always liken it when you have to make a a creative change to a character's powers or or how they look or anything like that is. If you go to Universal Studios and you see the uh, comic book characters coming out to do their meet and greets in their comic mm. accurate costumes and you realise how goofy they look in real yeah. life, that is exactly what... I mean, look, no one was more mad when they announced X-Men and I saw those costumes for the first time. And then I went to Universal Studios and went, ah, right, that's why. That's <laughs> that's it. I, I understand. I get it. So They also um, don't wear, ride quad bikes on the comics either. Like they're doing universal. <laughs> they don't, but I guarantee you, Toybee's made some uh, X-Men quad bikes in the 90s as part of their wacky vehicles line that they would always... You know, it's why Spider-Man had a dragster. How many yeah. times do you see Spider-Man in a dragster? That's on a postcard. Um, and then, uh, also in August, so August is going to be quite a busy month for Disney+, Plus. Um, it's going to be the launch of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. I quite like the attorney at law. Mm. It reminds me of Harvey. Just Bird. what Marvel needs: more solicitors. That's it. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough lawyers in the universe to back them all up when they start knocking down buildings and shit. They need more legal advisory. Well, I that reminds me actually, Pete. Didn't they announce a damage control film? 
or series. It was meant to be a series, but I think they've scrapped that. Yeah, that'd have been, that'd have been it was good. Meant, it was meant to be a comedy. That's what I mean. That'd have been great yeah. fun. The teams that have to clear up all the mess the Avengers leave behind. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, did anyone watch the trailer? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Fiona. You're an auger. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was there was an element of uh, how comes they didn't use any Smash Mouth. She's not yeah. ripped enough. She's just not ripped enough. And that's just the end of the story. She should be more ripped. So, funny enough, um, our friends over at Disney and Under, when they were talking about the trailer, um, they, they said the same thing. And Lewis was trying his best to, um, you know, kind of reason as to why they may not have gone down that route. But there, there's no reasoning, because if they can do it with the Hulk, there is no reason why they couldn't do it to She-Hulk. Yeah, Sorry. no, exactly. As Ed says, because he's, I, I made that comment immediately and Ed said, oh, well, like, she's not technically a full Hulk. She's like partial Hulk. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I've seen pictures of her in comics. And even if she's not a full, even if she's not full Hulk, she's still more ripped than that. And I just think it's it's just a, such an unnecessary thing to tone down when she's a bloody Hulk, for Christ's sake. Like, it's in the name, Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, it would have been, it would have been more than acceptable had they done the same thing to the incredible hulk but mm. they didn't do that no so therefore there is as you say absolutely no excuse for it um other than the slightly dodgy looking special effects i like the tone that we see in the trailer so i, I think it could be quite fun but i'm yeah to, to use a a phrase relevant to it the jury's out on this one for me yeah same for me no comments Pun intended. Um, P dubs, was there anything else from you? No, I don't think so. I think that's that's it for me. Mr. Mr. D, anything else from you? Uh no, I think um I think I'm good, thank you. Well then I am gonna finish off with uh, a quick uh, kind of film review slash discussion, whatever you want to call it on uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which uh, is now a few weeks old, but that, that's still new. That's still new. Um, uh, P.W. you saw this, didn't you? I did, I think yes. we're the only two that have seen it. So we're not going to go down a spoiler route. Um, but what did you think of Chippendale Rescue Rangers? I'm going to be completely the opposite to everybody else. I thought it was goddamn awful. <gasps> Thought it was a cheap knockoff version of Roger Rabbit, where they couldn't yeah. afford to bring in any decent characters, like they did for that, except for the five-second cameo of Roger himself. Um, I thought the story was really cheesy. Um, the only good bit for me was, as we just mentioned, Ugly Sonic. Um, I think that's a great cameo, but. Outside of that, I really didn't enjoy it. And I really wish oh. they'd just have rebooted the series rather than trying to do something completely the opposite to it. I don't think it was the complete opposite to it. It, it is, it's... though. No, I it's don't I disagree. It's got nothing to do with the series at How? all. Because it has a crime. Yeah, but it's a ridiculous crime. <laughs> it's nothing. It's not even exciting. <laughs> he does. I just, just to remind you, like, Chippendale Rescue Rangers wasn't Murder, She Wrote. No, it wasn't. But at right. least it was in story. This is meant to be real life. 
I yeah, I, I will be the complete opposite to speed ups. I felt it was probably the best Disney plus original movie they've ever done. Um, wow. I thought the effects are great. I said I said Disney Plus original movie. Remember that includes things like Home Sweet Home Alone. Leave Home um, Sweet Home Alone alone, all right? <laughs> God, never. Um, but I love the voice acting. I love the characters. Uh, I disagree again with Peter was about the, the the cameos. I think what you've got to remember with, with Roger Rabbit is that at that time, at that period of history, those characters that we saw in Roger Rabbit still had a lot of cultural re- 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 relevance. Um, which I don't think they have the same weight they do now at all. And I think the the choices they went for, I mean, you remember as well that this was a film that was supposed to cater for us, you know, 30-ish somethings that remember the original cartoon when it was on and trying to get a whole new set of people watching like kids. And we found, we watched it all together and we all really enjoyed it, but for slightly different reasons. You know, a lot of the more adult references obviously went over my daughter's head, but there was a lot of stuff that she still really enjoyed uh, within it. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I had quite high expectations when they first announced it. I was very excited. I think I said as much on the on the podcast when we talked about it. Um, but for me, the the, the comedy and uh, the nonsensical crime uh, and all that stuff was right in my uh, wheelhouse. Um, I do think if you are familiar with uh, Lonely Island, you'll, you'll probably get a bit more enjoyment out of it than other people might do because it's directed by one of them. It's another one voices uh, Dale or Chip. I forget. Who cares? They're both Chipbox. And, um, you know, some, a lot of that, their, their kind of humour is is infused in this. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. And I was actually, I, I'm very surprised that it did just go straight to Disney Plus because I do feel with what was out of the cinema at the time and what was doing really well, I think this would have actually cleaned up. Um, it was, I, I turned off Sonic the Hedgehog 2 after an hour into that film. And I liked the first one. But the second one was god awful. Um, and the bad guys wasn't too bad. Um, but both of those films have been, you know, out for a couple of months now at least and still doing really well. So I think Disney probably could have made a bit more money had they uh, not dumped it straight on Disney Plus. But uh, hey, I hope it gets a sequel. Um, unlike P Dubs, who wishes it never got made. And that's fine. We can all be wrong sometimes, P Dubs, can't we? Yeah, I'm glad you know that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, right, if there's nothing else, I'll uh, wrap the episode up. Um, so thank you all for coming on. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and I think that is going to be our Genie Plus special roundtable. My God, I'm so, so excited. <laughs> I could actually keep, talk for keep, hours about Genie Plus. Keep, keep it in, Kate. Hold it back. So Hold excited. It back. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, there'll be another uni uh, this month, I'm sure. There's got to be another house announcement soon, right? And also we can then talk about Stranger Things properly. And God, let's hope there's a Stranger Things house this year. And um, sure. we will also do a, a Disneyland Paris one as well, in lieu of the uh, 
opening information for Marvel. So if you are interested to hear what is coming to France, uh, Marvel-wise, then look us, uh, check out that episode when it drops. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Tati bye. Okay, bye. Carry on. This podcast is a that production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network. <laughs>